And we're back. Stripe Show Podcast on a Thursday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. I'm going to bring the ship and I'm bringing it back into the dock and we are resetting and we are getting back on track as planned here on a Thursday. It's instruction. That's how we do it. I've got a lot of things I got to get to here. Lots of names, technique, full swing, short game, putting, you name it. You're going to want to be a part of this one here on a Thursday. And of course, this week, like last week, everything's thrown up in the air. The Players Championship took what felt like two and a half weeks to finish right here in my backyard. Ponte Vedra finally a Monday finish. Cameron Smith wins. And then we just kept the curveballs going. Froggy comes out on Tuesday. He's usually Wednesday. But we had Taylor Gooch. We wanted to run it on Tuesday. Beating the bookie. Did a great job hosting on Wednesday. All things Valspar. And now, let's pull it back. Let's get it together. Let's talk instruction here on a Thursday. And we opened up with Cameron Smith. It's only fitting that we start with Cameron Smith because after his last win back in January, the century tournament of champions, I had his coach on a Thursday, Grant field from Australia on the podcast. If you haven't listened to it, you should go back and check it out. It was a great discussion and one that I really enjoyed and one that I really appreciated listening to Grant field, talk about the relationship that he's had with Cameron Smith ever since he was 10 years old. The two met, during a junior clinic and they've been together ever since which is really the case when you look at really many of the top players in the world they've been with their coach for a long time John Rahm the number one player in the world who's really struggling right now with his putting in a short game has had his longtime coach back in Spain although he does work with uh, Dr. Greg Rose and Dave Phillips from TPI I believe from time to time in California They've been together a long time. Colin Morikawa has been with Rick Sessinghouse for a long time. Morikawa, number two in the world. Victor Hovland, probably of the top 10, the one that's maybe jumped around a little bit more than most. He's with uh, Jeff Smith, and they've been working together in particularly on their short game. And I'm going to get to Victor Hovland's short game technique a little later on in the podcast. I want to share some things with you and my thoughts on that. Patrick Cantlay, he's the world number four. Cantley's been with Jamie Mulligan, I believe, since he was nine years old. Scotty Scheffler's number five. He's been with Randy Smith forever. Cameron Smith is number six. He's been with Grant Field forever. Rory McIlroy's number seven. He's been with Michael Bannon forever. Justin Thomas is number eight. He's been with his dad, well, forever. Xander Schauffele, he's number nine. He's been with his dad, well, forever. And Dustin Johnson, longtime coach, Alan Terrell, who still runs his academy. And Claude Harmon III, who's always with them out there on tour. The point is, is these top players, they've been with these coaches for a long, long time. And like Cameron Smith, since he was 10 years old. Cameron Smith, when you think of him on the PGA Tour right now, what comes to mind? The first thing is, well, he is a world-class putter on full, full display. That putter was unconscious. Unconscious on Monday, I should say, at the Players' Championship and really all week. He was positive 11.5 for the week. <laughs> 
positive 11.5 strokes gained putting. That is a huge number. Huge number. We're going to get to his putting stroke here in a second and what we can learn from that. Think of Cameron Smith. You think of a world-class putter. You think of a world-class short game player. He's a genius. It's a privilege to watch Cameron Smith around the greens and on the green. You think of Cameron Smith today, you think of a really good approach player, a very good iron player. Currently right now, 50 to 75 yards, he's 38. 75 to 100 yards, he's 48. 100 to 125 yards, he's 29th. 150 to 175 yards, he's 8th. World-class iron player. When Cameron Smith came out onto the PGA Tour in his early days, he wasn't a world-class iron player. I would say he was a good short game player, and I would say he was a good putter. Since that time and through the years, and particularly over the last three years, you have seen incremental improvement with his putting, incremental improvement with his short game, but drastic improvement with his iron game. Go back to 2017, strokes gain approach, he was 103rd. 2020, strokes gain approach, he was 53rd. 2021, strokes gain approach, he's 20th. His iron game has really improved. His driver, although there's still room for improvement, is improving. 2017, strokes gain off the tee, 145th. Strokes gain off the tee in 2020, he was 119th. 2021, he's 95th. Now, he didn't hit his driver very good at TPC Sawgrass. He lost 5.2. That's a big number but he overcame it with positive 11.5 with the putter. His driver certainly can get a little loose on him, but it is improving. Cameron Smith is a little bit of a late bloomer. He's sixth in the official world golf rankings, but the version that we see of Cameron Smith today was not the same version of this prolific winner when he first turned pro. This has been a work in progress. And when you listen to Grant Field talk about this, This progress or this process, you should say, is one that they've both invested in. There wasn't a time frame to it. They've just both bought in. Here's the direction we're taking. And now let's let it materialize. Some guys come out on the PGA Tour, the prolific winners right out of the gate. They're superstars right out of the gate. We've seen it. Colin Morikawa is on his way to becoming a superstar. Jordan Spieth, when he came out, he was a superstar. Some guys, it takes a little bit longer. They're a little bit of a late bloomer. I think Patrick Cantlay kind of fell into that to some degree once he turned pro. Although he was a former number one player as an amateur, it took him a little bit to kind of find his footing. Now he's won six times on the PGA Tour, and he's currently fourth in the official World Golf Rankings. I think Cantlay is a is a good comparison for Cameron Smith. Cantley 29, Cameron Smith 28. Cantley now is fourth in the official World Golf ranking. Cameron Smith is sixth. Cantley has six PGA Tour victories, really turning it on, and particularly last year with four wins. And now here comes Cameron Smith, five PGA Tour victories and two big wins in the last three months. So Cameron Smith has incrementally gotten better. He's gotten better in all phases of the game. And that's hard to do. It really is. That takes discipline. That takes a lot of hard work. 
That takes a lot of dedication and focus to the task at hand and working with your coach long distance. Grant Field hasn't been able to come over here because of COVID, but even if he could, he's not here every single week. Cameron Smith doesn't travel with this big entourage like we see with a lot of players. Now he has his team, but I get the sense with Cameron Smith that he's his own man. He's out there and he's taking accountability completely of what's about to go down. He doesn't need people around him, massaging him all of the time, going to chase his golf balls. He kind of digs it out of the dirt. When I think of Cameron Smith, I think of a little bit more of an old school type of player. You watch his putting. His putting is just insanely good. I mean, he hold everything on Monday, 10 birdies. That is just unheard of at TPC Sawgrass. It's a stroke that when you watch it, that the finish kind of becomes the short, compact finish, just past the left foot. You see a lot of players today where it's a little bit longer back and shorter through, a little firmer, more of a catcher's mitt type of finish. The putter head releases past the lead wrist, and then it comes to a stop. It's not this long finish that seems to have no end point to it. I like that. I think you're seeing that more today on tour, longer back, a little more speed back, shorter through, firmer through. It's not a pop, but it's not this long kind of floating finish, again, where there's no ending to it. I like that stroke. And my goodness, does it work for Cameron Smith? The other thing I like about Cameron's putting is it's very streamlined in the approach. Now, this isn't for everybody. But I do think it applies to those who tend to camp over the ball too much, overthink it, try to be too perfect. Cam sets it down, goes up, takes no putting, takes no practice strokes, sets the putter head down, lines it up, and then gives it this last long look and hits it. That's it. No practice strokes. Sets it down. One long last look and hits it. Very committed, not wasting any time over the ball. I like that for people who overthink it. Is it for everybody? No. But if I had to lean one way or the other, which is take more time, more looks, more methodical, try to be perfect. No, I like to go the other way. Speed it up a little bit, streamline it, take things out, hit it. I think you can learn from Cameron Smith. I think you can learn from his routine. I think you can learn from his stroke. His stroke is dynamite. I love his stroke. I love that two to one type of ratio, a little longer back, a little shorter through. I see that time and time again. I see it with John Rom. Saw it with Tiger. Certainly see it with Cameron Smith. Wonderful short game player, improving with his irons, improving with his driver. If Cameron Smith becomes a top third driver on the PGA tour. My goodness. Then he has no weaknesses. And I think that's where Patrick Cantlay probably has a slight edge on him. I think Cantlay last year, he had no weaknesses. Very good driver of the ball. Very good approach game player. Very good short game. Very good putter. I think Cameron Smith is a better putter. I think Cameron Smith is as good a short game player. I think Cameron Smith is becoming as good as an approach game player. I think Patrick Cantley just holds the edge 
when it comes to his driver. One of the things that Cameron Smith works on in his swing. Cameron is a player who his hands can travel a little bit away from his body going back. The first move, the hands work a little bit away. The the left arm maybe comes off the chest too much. What Cameron wants to do is keep his hand path working in. Keep the left arm a little more on the chest, hand path working in, left arm working around the body. When he does that, when his hand path works in, then he can stay on his inclination, or as Grant calls it, tilts. You hear that a lot, the tilts. And the tilts are that the right side is higher than the left for Cameron. The right side of his pelvis is higher. The right shoulder is higher. And if you were just to set up and let the hand path travel in, you would feel the right side wanting to climb higher. Now, when your hands go out, then when they start to go around, now that lead shoulder starts to pop up. The shoulders start to turn too level. The pelvis is too level. And then when you start down, you start to work under it more. The pelvis really goes lateral. The spine falls to the right. And that's not what he wants. And particularly when you're trying to fade it. Cameron likes to fade it. So his hand path works in. He gets on that orientation where the right side's higher. So then when he starts down, he can pressure the ground into the ball of the left foot by feeling the left shoulder, left knee work down into the ball of the left foot. And then from there, he can rotate and let the left shoulder work back behind him rather than up. And that gets the hand path now exiting back to the left. And that's really when he gets dialed in. And he starts to hit that nice little peel fade that he likes to hit. So hand path working in, right side higher. He tends to be, I think, more connected, although I don't like that word so much. But it's, you know, more together. His arm swing tends to be a little shorter when he does that. And then off he goes. I think with his driver, he airs a little bit the way that I just described. His hands will maybe work out a little bit. He'll get a little too flat. The club will get a little too long, flat meaning shoulders, hips. The club will get a little too long and kind of wrapped around him a little bit. The shaft can kind of appear to be doing like this helicopter type of thing. And then I think he tends to pull down on it. And that's when he gets in trouble. His driver gets a little looser than his irons. His irons, you can see, is much tighter hand path in on that inclination And then from there, he can really get into the ground and turn and hit that fade. So it's something they've been working on for a long time and something when he came out of the PGA Tour wasn't like yielding the best results, but they maintained, they believed in what they were doing, they incrementally got better. And then pretty soon, here's Cameron Smith on the first page late in round four. And I think that's the most impressive thing to me with Cameron Smith is when Cameron Smith gets into the hunt, you're going to have to go get him. The guy is tough. The guy is tough. He's going to rack up some birdies, but even when he makes some bogeys, he's not going to go away. He's going to fight back just as he did on Monday. He goes five birdies in the first six holes. And then he goes bogey, 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 seven, eight, nine, goes to 10, tough tee shot form, working right to left is the fairway. He likes to fade it, stepped up there and just piped it right down the middle. I think that drive on 10 and the wedge shot after hitting it in the water on the 72nd hole, that wedge shot right there were the two most important shots. That drive on 10 was big. 
What Cameron Smith did on 10 was what Sam Burns couldn't do, which is flip the switch. Sam Burns was struggling. He couldn't flip the switch, get off the bogey train, and start making some birdies and fight back. Cameron Smith flipped the switch. I think Sam Burns will learn from that, and he'll come back better from that, probably what Cam Smith learned earlier in his career. So that was impressive. That drive on 10 makes birdie on 10. Off he goes. Five more birdies on the back nine, 10 in all, and he gets the big win at the Players' Championship. I love his putting stroke. I love his commitment to his coach. I love his dedication. I love his old-school approach of, I think, kind of digging it out of the dirt, full accountability in what he's doing. But more importantly all that, I love him situationally down the stretch. He's tough. You're going to have to go get him. He's making birdies. He's going to be really tough to beat. And even if he throws a few bogeys in there, he's going to fight back. And uh, I tell you what, that's a great recipe for more and more wins. Number five, I don't think it's his last. Following kind of a similar track as we saw with Patrick Cantlay, his breakout year last year with four wins. Cantlay, world number four. Cameron Smith, world number six. I talked about Sam Burns there briefly. He couldn't flip the switch. He was struggling. Uh, his driver was a bit of a mess. And I, and I kind of go that way now because when you look at Sam Burns and what I was watching with Sam Burns, who also likes the faded, like Cameron Smith does, is with Sam, you could almost see his hands and his lead arm kind of going out and up too much. Like he wasn't getting enough depth as well. And you think about a guy who likes to fade it, as Cameron does, as Sam Burns does, and even DJ, I know this is something DJ works on as well is that when you're trying to fade it, you know you want to kind of turn left, get the handle to exit back around over to the left, get the shaft under the lead shoulder, get the face looking back more towards the camera. Got to get it left. So it's easy going back to get it going more out, kind of more out and up, and then left. And then it gets too steep, and it gets too left, and then we start hitting too many wipes. And that's what, hap- that's what was happening with Burns. He was hitting that kind of weak wipe off to the right. We saw it over and over again. So you still need some depth. You still got to get the hands and the lead arm working around you enough. I know that's something that DJ works on with Alan Terrell. And I'm sure with Brad Pollan, his longtime coach, Sam Burns, longtime coach, there it is again, with Brad Pollan that he was just getting a little too out and up. That's what I saw. I don't know that, but that's just what I saw. And it kind of led to some of those wipes. Got to make sure we're making a turn. Got to make sure we're getting the hands and lead arm working around us enough. So when you go cover it and you get it going left, that it's not too steep and it's not too much to the left where we start hitting maybe some hard pulls and then we start hitting those wipes and he just couldn't get out of it. And he shot four over 76, but I'm not deterred. People know I love Sam Burns. I think he's a star in the making. He's defending this week at Valspar, I would not be surprised if he got right back on the horse this week in Tampa Bay. Another guy that was right there on Monday was Victor Hovland. And if Victor Hovland is in the tournament that week, it, we're just kind of getting used to now Victor Hovland being on the first page of the leaderboard come the final round. And Victor Hovland just ran up the leaderboard 
during the final round, just hitting lasers with his irons. Victor Hovland is such a great ball striker. My goodness. Positive 4.7 with his driver, positive 9.5 with his irons. I mean, as impressive as 11.5 is positive strokes gained putting for Cameron Smith, it's as impressive, positive 9.5 with your irons. I mean, that is just insane. I mean, how is it possible that Victor Hovland is more confident from 170 yards in that he's going to hit it closer than he is from 15 just off the green. It's, it's insane. It's crazy when you think about it. But it's almost the case right now. You know, it's, it's, it's the way it, it seems right now that you put a seven iron in his hand, he's going to hit it closer full swing than he is from 20 yards with a sand wedge in his hand off a tight lie or out of the rough. The short game has cost him. It's cost him perhaps at least one, maybe two more wins. Now, he didn't putt as good this week at the Players' Championship, but a short game was not good. He lost two. Um, his putting, yeah, he lost 2.7 strokes gain around the green. The Players lost 3.1 with his putter. Arnold Palmer, he was positive two where he finished second. And then Genesis, he was positive five where he finished fourth. I do think Victor Hovland, technique-wise, is getting better. I do. Works with Jeff Smith. I've talked about it with Jeff. Really good podcast that we had going through the changes they've made. Victor Hovland is a player in the full swing who takes it back very shut. Okay? When you take it back shut and that face is looking down, and then you turn and hit it, you're going to have sufficient shaft lean. A lot of shaft lean, leading edges on the ground, and you're turning and you're peeling that divot with plenty of speed, and that is a great way, obviously, to hit your irons. He's able to manage that with his driver. But when you get around the green and you get the face shut and you have shaft lean and the leading edges on the ground, it gets sticky, you have to be precise, you start making adjustments with your spine, with your hands, your arms, doing weird things to kind of decompress and get the leading edge off the ground. So what Victor set out to do with Jeff Smith was to get the leading edge off the ground. Let's get the face a touch more open. Let's get the shaft more neutral. Let's rotate the face a little bit more going back. And then from there, when it comes down, we don't need all that shaft lean. In fact, the shaft comes in more neutral. We use the bounce and then we turn through a completely different interaction with the ground. Okay. And, and, and really, what I just described there between those two things in its purest form, its simplest form, that's the difference, right? Full swing, what you watch on tour, you can get away with more shaffling. And then you want to start getting some of that out and you want to start utilizing the bounce more. You want all that ball speed with the driver and the irons, but you want the ball speed to slow down around the greens. Okay. So with Victor, I think, he has made those changes. I think the leading edge is off the ground. I can see him utilizing the bounce. I can see the trajectory going up. I can see the ball speed slowing down off the face. And I think he's learning how to take all of those new components and now trust it and make it his own under the gun. That's hard to do, right? It would be easy to default back to your old way. Shut face, more shaft forward, bring the trajectory down. 
but he hasn't. I give him a lot of credit for that, folks. I really do. I give him a lot of credit for staying the course and trying to hit the higher shot. What I see now is I see a player who, A, has to keep practicing, but B, has to find the middle ground now. Because I think he's, you know, he came into this with the face shut and the shaft forward around the greens. Now he's probably went to the other side, face open, shaft neutral. And now where is that middle ground? Where is that stock shot for Victor that he can start to build confidence with? And he can start to predict the trajectory and the spin from a stock shot standpoint. It's close. And I think he, he's probably, if I had to guess, and I'm watching him hit these shots, I would bet it's somewhere in the middle. Like the shaft can be a touch more forward with the face slightly open. The backswing could probably shorten up a touch. The acceleration through impact could be a little bit tighter, more like striking the match. It looks perhaps... The shaft is too neutral at times for the shot at hand. The backswing gets too long. The arm swing's kind of following. It's more of this lazy type of turn through. We see him hit behind it from time to time out of the bunkers. It's kind of too long and lazy. Needs to be a little shorter with a tighter acceleration, more striking the match. In that middle ground somewhere in the setup. I think he's getting closer. I do. But he's got to find that stock shot. And when he finds that stock shot that he's confident with, and he finds that middle ground, I think is going to bode very well for him long-term. I do. I give him a lot of credit for what he's trying to do. Now he just needs to clean it up just a little bit more. You think it's easy, right? You would think like that player that is so skilled, right? From hitting a 300 yard drive on a line. You think about it. I mean, on a line. A seven iron from 185 on a line. And then it's 25 yards and it looks like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? <laughs> you know, I mean, golf is just crazy that way. I mean, it's, it's not yippish though. It's not, it, it's not yippish. He's trying to hit the shot. He just looks like he's kind of caught in between right now. And he's to tighten it up, find the middle ground in which I think he will. And then off he goes. And when he develops that short game, we know the iron game is good. We know the driver is good. We know he's going to have his good putting weeks. Victor Hovland is going to be very tough to beat. The one I'm worried about the most when it comes to that glaring weakness is Will Zalatoris with the putter. Speaking of great ball strikers, the dude is like Hovland. To the green, it's crazy good. Will Zalatoris is looks more comfortable from 17 feet than he does two and a half. And it does look a little yippish to me as he gets in closer. That's concerning to me. You see that putter head reroute the way that it does. You see that little goose and that little extra kind of hitting the gas flinch. That's concerning to me. It really is uh, with Will Zalatoris. I'm more confident in Victor cleaning some things up with the short game and, and, and really, you know, coming out on the other side as a better short game player than I am from what I'm seeing with Will Zalatoris with that short putting. And I feel bad for Will because he's such a brilliant ball striker like Victor. Can he find that solution at a young age where he can be steady and more reliant 
with the short putts, because if you're going to win these tournaments, right. And Victor's a good example. I mean, you can point to the short game here to at least one win, maybe two Arnold Palmer players championship, the short game cost him. Now the putter wasn't as good as it usually is here in Ponte Vedra, but it's costing him some tournaments. Will Zalatoris, the putter, it's going to cost him some tournaments. It has already. Can those guys clean up those things and start to build upon it and become more confident and just be average on the PGA Tour rather than at the bottom? The final thing uh, that I'll say and finish up with here on the podcast, the last guy is is Rory McIlroy. And, you know, Rory made the cut on the number because Scott Piercy tripled 17. And I think he bogeyed 18 or he doubled 18. I can't remember, but he tripled 17 and then gave up another one or two on 18. And that got Rory in. In fact, he was driving to the airport, rumor has it. So Rory, for all intents and purposes, should have missed the cut this week at the players. Another golf course that was tough conditions, wind was blowing. We pretty much had all four seasons in the course of five days here. Um, and of course, the week before at Arnold Palmer, it was tough conditions. The wind was howling. The course was up to the brink and, you know, Rory didn't like it and thought it was unfair and this and that. And I had some things to say about Rory last week and I love Rory, but I didn't expect him to really compete again this week. And when I watch Rory out there for the first two rounds, he just looks like, I don't know, he's going through the motions. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Looks uninspired. Where's the fire at right now? For Rory, where's the intensity? I miss that. I miss the intensity from Rory McIlroy, the focus. I've said many times that when Rory and DJ, Dustin Johnson, are focused, peak Rory, peak DJ, you've got their attention, it's must-watch TV. And it was on Monday with DJ, shot 63. What a round, tied the course record. DJ was focused, went out there, played great golf on Monday, 63 at TPC Sawgrass. That'll bode well for him. I like DJ as we, we start to get into the spring season, but where's Rory at? Where's the head at? And you listen to him on the mic after API and it's like, it's just like whining. You know I mean? Come on, man. World rankings, he's all the way down to, let's see. Seventh. So Cameron Smith moved ahead of him to six, bump Rory down to seven, Justin Thomas eight. Speaking of grinding, JT grinded all the way to the end. That's what I'm talking about, right? Like that grind of JT. JT wasn't whining on Saturday when the wind is howling. He just steps up, hits his fairway wood from the middle of the fairway into the middle of the green on 18. Was it a little unfair because of the wind on 17? Perhaps. But JT just keeps going. Cameron Smith, he was on the right end of the, of the draw. <laughs> he got lucky there. There was a little bit of luck, but there's a little luck in the draw most weeks. And the only time you hear about it is when you're on the bad end. But you get on the good end from time to time as well. But there's nothing you can do about it. Every once in a while, golf is unfair. Every once in a while, life is unfair. Hit it head on. Do the best you can. 
I challenge Rory right now. Where's the fire? Where's the intensity? I miss it. I miss it. And as much as I'm happy for Cameron Smith, and I think that's phenomenal, right? I, I love where Cameron Smith is going. John Rahm's going to get it back. His putter's going to wake up. His short game is going to wake up. I'm not worried about Colin Morikawa. Victor Hovland will find the middle ground with the wedges. Can't lay four wins last year. Kind of a late bloomer like Cameron Smith, who's trending. There's Scotty Scheffler in the number five spot. Two wins in his last four tournaments. Don't worry about JT. Xander, Xander. DJ's coming. Hideki. Be defending the Masters here soon. But where is Rory at? Paging Rory McElroy. That's the one thing I want to see. Peak Rory. Intense Rory in 2022. Let's go. All right. Enough for me. Stripe Show Podcast on a Thursday. Thank you for being here. Covered a lot of ground. So much golf ahead. Valspar this week. And then we've got a World Golf Championship match played next week. Don't forget to subscribe to the Stripe Show Podcast. Leave us a comment and our rankings. It goes a long ways. We have, folks, an incredible lineup for you coming up. I've moved into my new studio here in Ponte Vedra. Awesome content coming your way. I thank my sponsors at About Golf, PXG, fabulous companies. Go check them out. And finally, go check out my new website, travisholtongolf.com. All new training programs are there. Use promo code STRIPESHOW20, capital letters, STRIPESHOW20, for 20% off all programs on my website, travisholtongolf.com. Stripeshow Podcast, we'll be back next week. See you.